0: You're listening to episode 28 of the Vine podcast. How much time have you put into thinking about the elements that go on your blog sidebar? A well-designed sidebar can really increase engagement on your site and create a great user experience for your readers. In this episode, we'll dive into what elements should be part of your sidebar so that you can make the most out of this space on your blog. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience, but building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Welcome back, friends, to another episode, and I hope that you are doing well today. If you are new to this podcast, I just want to welcome you and say that I'm so glad that you have found this, maybe from another friend, another food blogger, or from some other way, but I'm just so glad that you are here and tuning in to learn more about designing your blog in a strategic way. My name is Madison Wetherill, and I am the web designer and branding strategist behind Grace and Vine Studios, a studio built for food bloggers just like you. Now, if you're enjoying this episode and you have enjoyed the podcast in general, I would love for you to share it on Instagram stories and tag me at Grace and Vine. I just love being able to connect with different food bloggers over there, and when you share it, you give someone else the opportunity to find out about this podcast. Now, if you ever need any design or WordPress or strategy support, feel free to visit my website, graceandvinestudios.com, or you can always send me an email or a DM. I would love to help. Okay, so let's dive into talking about your sidebar. So you can think about your sidebar in one of two ways. It can be thought of as just a small part of your website that really doesn't matter, or you can imagine it as being around one-fifth of the content or real estate space on almost every page of your blog. And so if you're listening to this episode, I'm guessing that you are curious on how you can maximize the use of that space and really make sure that your sidebar is working hard for you. So let's dive into what is the purpose of your sidebar? The sidebar is an awesome part of your blog design that can really enhance user experience and potentially increase engagement on your website. If you haven't thought about your sidebar and maybe you just have the standard widgets that are kind of a part of the -the out-of-the-box theme, then you could be missing a huge opportunity. Your sidebar is another spot where strategy is really important. It's not just a space to throw miscellaneous things that don't have another place to go. It's really an opportunity to serve your users, to give them a clear call to action and to help your users navigate your website. Now remember that your sidebar is displayed on almost every page, and even though it's not front and center on mobile, that still leaves a huge population of your users who are going to see it and benefit from it on desktop. And it is on mobile, it's just in a different spot, so it's not like it's completely useless on mobile, it just definitely is a bigger part of the desktop version of your website. I want you to think back to some of your strategic goals. We talked about that in episode 26, and I really want you to go back to those strategic goals that you set and kind of the foundation of where you're trying to take your blog. There should really be a purpose for everything that is on your sidebar, and if you have an item there kind of just because or because you couldn't fit it anywhere else, then there's a good chance that it shouldn't be there in the first place. Your sidebar offers a lot of flexibility, so I really want you to think through what would make the most sense for your audience. Let's think back to that question of what your audience is struggling with, and then try to look at it from how can you use your sidebar as a space that serves them well. Now again, I mentioned earlier that your sidebar is seen on almost every page. Most food blogs are designing with the sidebar there, and they're not typically using a lot of full-width pages. So when you think about it from that perspective, what is something that you want almost every single user of your site to see? Those are the things that we're going to talk about in terms of what you should put on your sidebar and really why the sidebar is such an important and yet often underthinked area of your blog. So you can think of these items that I'm gonna mention in sort of two sections, the top half of your sidebar and the bottom half of your sidebar. And before I mention some of these ideas, I really want to reiterate that every single website is totally different. And again, so often I see food bloggers looking at other food bloggers to see what they should have on their website and you really want to take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. These are some of the best things to have on your sidebar but they aren't going to make sense for everyone and I'll try to give you some examples as I go through of situations or types of bloggers where this wouldn't make sense but these are sort of the foundational items that I like to put on my client's sidebars when I am designing a custom website for them or the things that I recommend to people when they come to me asking for some tips on sort of the website strategy. So in that first top half of your sidebar, I want you to remember that this is the above the fold section of your sidebar. So this is what someone is going to see immediately when they come to your site before they scroll. This is the highest priority section of your sidebar because it's what people are going to see first. As you know, people like to scroll through your content rather quickly, trying to get down to the recipe card. And so the middle section and even the bottom section are going to be a little less important because they might be more missed. This first section is going to be something that they will always see regardless of if they use the jump to recipe button or scroll to the bottom of your recipe card. In the top half of your sidebar, you wanna make sure that you have a search bar. I cannot even tell you how many times I have seen sites miss this, and I think it's getting a lot better over the last couple of years, but there have been so many times where I cannot find a sidebar on a food blog, and therefore I can't use the website to find what I am looking for. This obviously creates a horrible user experience for your readers, and especially if this is a new reader, it's really going to turn them away from your site and And most likely they won't even bother scrolling to any other section of your website if they can't find a search bar when they're looking for one. Now whenever I talk about search bars, I always have to mention and make a little bit of a disclaimer that this should not be the only place that you have a search bar. If your sidebar is the only place that you have a search bar on your site, when someone comes to your site on mobile, they're not going to be able to use that because it's all the way at the bottom of your page. So it is definitely really important to have a search bar as part of your sidebar. However, don't make that the only place that you have it on your website because it won't be able to be used on the mobile version of your site. The next part of your sidebar should be an image of you with a one to two sentence bio. Now this bio should not be your resume. It should not be your story completely or a really lengthy explanation of how you started your blog. This should really be another part of your brand messaging that really comes out in this bio. It should be short and sweet and to the point, and it really should help your audience see themselves in your story and in your blog. This should really help them feel right at home and know that this is the right place for them. After that image of you and your short bio, you're gonna have a link to your about page so that someone can click over to that page and learn more about your blog and your story and how they fit into it. The next section is going to be social media links now this is one of those areas that doesn't always make sense for every blog but for the most part people are using some form of social media and so this is a great spot to put those links so that people can follow you on different social media channels i think this is a much better way to showcase those profiles than using your sidebar as an extension of those platforms and showing your feed from every single social media network that you are active on Having those social media follow icons right there in your sidebar will help people who want to follow you on social media find those easily. Now, when you are choosing which ones to include, make sure that you're only including the ones that you are active on and really trying to grow. If you have not posted on Twitter in three years, then don't bother putting that on those social media links, but if you're active on Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram, then include those there. This is also a great spot to put an icon for your contact information, so you can put your email address right in there, or even link that icon to your contact page if you are using a really well-done contact form. The next and probably most important section of this top half of your sidebar is going to be a call to action. I really believe that this should be one of two things. It should either be your email list sign up, or it should be a link or sort of a graphic or ad for a product or an ebook that you have. This is really something that you are trying to serve your audience well with. So make sure that it's something that is strategic and really helps them solve their problems. It isn't just a generic sign-up form with no promise included in it. If you have a paid product or even a free ebook, this is a great spot to put that because it's really gonna help put you in a position of your audience immediately knowing that you are there to help them with their problem. So especially if you have a paid product or even a free product that is really going to serve your audience well, use your sidebar to really showcase that and help people immediately associate you with someone who can help them. Moving on to the bottom half of your sidebar, and this is not content that is irrelevant or worthless to put here. I just order this sort of by the importance of what I want to make sure that someone sees, and you can usually fit those first four things above the fold if you are using a more tightly spaced design. And so this bottom half is going to be things that are still important, but if someone doesn't see them when they first go to your site, it's totally okay. So you're going to include relevant content in the bottom half of your sidebar. So this could be things like linking to your most popular posts, which I mentioned in last week's episode about designing your homepage, But you want to make sure that these are static links and not links that you're changing very often. I'm not going to go too in-depth into the SEO implications for that, but just know that you want this to be something that sticks around for a good while. You don't want to be changing it on a monthly basis. However, underneath of those popular posts, you can have a section where you display posts from a specific category or really highlight seasonal content or content that you might want to change out every once in a while without having it be the static popular posts on every page. Now, this is one of those scenarios that is going to depend on the blog, and if you are using ads, you might not want to have all of this content on your sidebar because you want a shorter sidebar for a higher RPM on your ads. And so you really have to... Take what I'm saying with a grain of salt and compare it to those goals that you have and decide if having all of this content on your sidebar makes the most sense. You might decide that you only want to have popular posts and not other posts displaying from a specific category, or maybe you're not working on growing your email list and you don't have a product right now, and that's okay. You don't have to use that space for that email signup form. You can prioritize something else that is more important to you and your goals right now. So really think back to those goals and as you are thinking about these different options of elements to have on your sidebar, weigh the pros and cons of each of them and really figure out if it makes sense to include it. And if you're not sure, you can always test it out too. There are a lot of really great tools for testing things on your site and things like heat maps where you can figure out if people are really clicking on those elements and if not, then it's really simple to just remove them. I've had a lot of people that have dug into those heat mapping tools and have found that things that they figured everyone was clicking on, in fact, nobody was clicking on. Or sometimes the opposite was true when we were redesigning their website. They found out that there was some buttons that were being used heavily, and so we made sure to keep those when we revised their website. If you think back to the strategic goals that you set a few episodes ago, you can really ask yourself if these elements are going to help you achieve those goals or if they're going to get in the way of them. For example, are you missing out on a connection with your audience by taking out your about image or the bio on your sidebar? Are you missing out on conversions by not having an email sign up form? If your goal is to connect with your audience, then you better have something on your sidebar for connection. If your goal is to make money, then you better have something to make money. It doesn't necessarily have to be an affiliate link or a spammy looking banner ad that isn't going to convert well, but maybe you prioritize a shorter sidebar because of wanting to have those higher RPMs on your sidebar. Or maybe you really highlight an affiliate product that you know your users really love and you use all the time. If your goal is to help your audience find more content that is relevant to them, then using category banners, displaying popular or seasonal content, or showing them another way to browse your content is really important to include on your sidebar. I hope that this episode has given you a few things to think about when it comes to designing your sidebar. I think this is an area that so often just gets overlooked or becomes a, an area to dump extra widgets or elements into when you don't know where else to put them, but when you think about the fact that your sidebar is being seen by a huge percentage of your users, and it's taking up one-fifth of the space of your website on a desktop screen, then it really becomes important to think about this area of your website strategically and really capitalize on that real estate space with the most important items being showcased on almost every single page of your blog. In next week's episode, we're going to be diving into the recipe index page of your blog, and I'm really excited for you to hear not only how important this page is, but also different ways that you can design it regardless of what theme you're using or how your website is set up. I'm going to give you ways for all kinds of different themes and just really give you a strategic way to think about this page and make sure that you are optimizing it the best way for your users. So until then, I will talk to you guys soon and I hope that you are hanging in there and really taking some extra time to dive into some of these strategy pieces of your blog and really try to make more of an impact with your audience and connect with them more.